This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, it's me, Andrew. If you could please do a review, I just wanted to say this before we start the show. Just help me out with a five star or with whatever rating you want to give me. Just help me out because these stories take time and I know you guys like them because I'm getting around 300 listens per episode but I need you guys to help me out with a review so without further ado enjoy tonight's episode welcome to season two of creepypasta myths I'm your host Andrew I hope you enjoy tonight's creepy reading let's begin Red Room, written by D. Compton Ambrose Henry had gone missing in Mexico weeks ago, and Lois kept getting these bizarre letters in the mail. She had assumed the first four envelopes she received in the first four days of the month afterwards were to the wrong address or a mistake. However, the fifth envelope contained a blank sheet of paper with a word that would haunt her for weeks. Husband, is what it said. Lois felt her blood run cold. The first four notes had read, I will return and your, respectively. The sixth one was anonymous, only it read. After this, Lois got online to search how to contact the Mexican authorities, running into a little luck. Her conversations with police and her representatives went the same way, and all led to dead ends. After the message reached, if you can correctly guess, Lois was beginning to lose it. It read, I will return your husband only if you can correctly guess what I will do to him, was the terse message that was spelled out with newspaper clippings. The nature of the words began on separate sheets of paper seemed unnecessary if this was the message the entire time. On the back of the final sheet of paper, reading him, was a website address, www.analogbrowser.com, and that was all she had to go on. The website was unimpressive, nothing more than a series of images and logos, with a small link in the center. When she clicked on it, the analog browser began to download onto her laptop, along with a Word document. In the document was a web address, with a notable difference in the domain registry. The address was simple, u.analog. After the program was finished downloading and running, the browser, reminiscent of Oprah, emerged on her screen and Lois entered the address into the search bar. A red chat room appeared on her screen. Before Lois could even begin writing a message, a series of bobbing dots appeared into the text field, preceded by the words, Username is typing. She froze. 
her eyes locked on the small red box. The dots continued to hop up and down. The text, username, is typing, remained. Seconds went by, minutes. The world outside the glowing white square with the red box inside of it became discolored and grainy as Lois stared holes into her laptop as if trying to will her husband's kidnapper into action. And still, the bobbing continued. The dots had all but replaced her very thoughts with a series of characters popped into existence. Lois wrenched her chair across the floor and dove face first into the laptop, guzzling the words on the screen, which read, I will return your husband only if you can correctly guess what I will do to him. Lois's left eye twitched involuntarily. The text, username, is typing, returned to the screen. The text that replaced it seconds later read, and I cannot lie, whether you guess correctly or not. She was about to answer, but hesitated. What if he would not return Henry? As Lois was about to type again, she hesitated one more time. Then that would mean he was lying about. The reality of the situation began to dawn on her. Lois didn't understand why this was happening. She thought, if he's both simultaneously lying and telling the truth, then there has to be a third option. The third option couldn't be that Henry was the man writing the notes and had faked his own kidnapping. His car was out front, and when she dropped him off the airport, he said he'd call her when he landed, and he didn't. Furthermore, if this person, had it been possible he were Henry, were simultaneously lying and telling the truth, then he couldn't be Henry to begin with. That left her with an oddly terrifying answer. She wasn't really here. Henry wasn't really there. And the situation was the result of a repressed memory. Lois went back over the events in her head, leaving the house with Henry, driving to the airport, dropping him off, getting the call about the laptop being on, and not to look at it, seeing the red room on the browser, the argument, his second call, and then her waiting on the third call that never came. It was all bizarre to be sure, but one thing that stood out to her upon analyzing the day's events was the Red Room. She recalled multiple times stopping to get a timestamp, but each time pulled farther and deeper into the horrific website. That's when it hit her. She couldn't remember what day it was. She didn't even know what time of the day it was. Not even day or night. She imagined going back home. She'd imagine it was just his business trip, not hers. She'd imagine it was his laptop, not hers. She'd imagine she was home, but she was not. She'd imagine it all to distract her, to distract from the pain. She didn't get a good look at the room before she died, but she knew one thing. It was red. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you'd like to listen to. 
If you haven't done so yet, please do a review. It helps me out. Everything that I use is in the description below. Thank you again for listening to Creepypasta Myths. I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode.